The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Bow out until you guys are done. And we're live. Roger Geary didn't watch SmackDown tonight. It's all spoiled. I don't watch empty arena wrestling unless I have to. (laughs) You're too good for it. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I don't like it. Literally. Wrestling, professional wrestling has put a roof over your head, food on your family's table. But you say, oh, no, unless I have to, I'm not watching this crap. It's it's painful. Do you have your uh, daily uh, check-in call with Ryback? Do you guys like watch Netflix together and talk on the phone? We did did our podcast this morning. So a week from Monday is the date. If if (gasps) you know, I'll ask Matt Morgan, but we will see. Does he have a special special ringtone on your phone? (laughs) 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 I forget after Feed Me More how that theme song goes, but that would be pretty sweet. Feed me more. Then... (laughs) Dun, dun. I don't know. Yeah, because it would have a beat where you could do, yeah, you right. could do the hands up and down. How much for charity, Raj, the next time we're allowed to, to congregate in person? Because you know where Ryback got the Feed Me More from? You know the origin of that? No, I do not. A little shop of horrors. So I want, I want for charity, I want Ryback as Audrey 2 and you as Seymour, like just, you know, doing a scene. Doing uh doing the song together from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, God, I don't want to I don't want to start a whole thing. I've never seen Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> I don't want this to become I'll a excuse thing, I'll, you know Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> actually Little Shop of Horrors. I mean it's, it's good. It's but it, I can understand where it would have missed you growing up. But at the time, I mean Rick Moranis, you know, it's, it's yeah, a big deal. Like Ghostbusters. He's very good. Shrunk the kids. He's very very good in that movie, and uh, it's got a big plant that eats people. That's, Is that that's the plant that feed that, me. That's feed me Seymour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. feed me. Okay, that's where he got feed me more from. Uh, why do I know this about Ryback? I don't know. Uh, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, everyone. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Raj Geary. Matt Morgan had some City of Longwood business to attend to this evening, so he's not going to be here on tonight's podcast. He sends uh, his regards and his regrets for not being able to make it. But Justin and I watched SmackDown because we're not too good for it. You know, we uh, week in and week out. I uh, was watching this while I was like wiping my uh, grocery delivery down with bleach. So it was very exciting. The bleach fumes made me a little high. Maybe, you know, I enjoyed SmackDown more because of that. 
But uh, tonight's show was actually, I thought, pretty all right as far as wrestling without an audience. Yeah, you know, it, it probably was one of the better performance center shows we've had, and that's because I, I guess the ones that led up to Mania were very, you know, things constantly changing and constantly being scrambled around. This, you know, had a format that felt similar to a normal SmackDown. I mean, obviously, as as Raj didn't want to experience, there was no fans. There was a different lack of energy, but it, you know, there, but there was there was progression. We got new feuds, and just before I, I would say at about uh, nine forty five Eastern time here. I said to myself, all right, well, if I had to be asked to sum this up, I would say there's been nothing must-see. But then by the ending, by seeing what Braun Strowman's next piece of business is going to be, I was like, all right, I would have been mad if I didn't see this live. Yeah, that was good. And uh, we opened the show tonight with Nakamura cutting his own promo, facing off against Braun Strowman. It's been a long time since uh, they let Nakamura do something. And this felt looser. This didn't feel as scripted. Uh, I mean, granted, okay, the knock-knock joke, whatever, but I thought, you know, maybe it's because they, you know, they didn't want Sammy on or Sammy couldn't be there tonight for whatever reason, but I thought Nakamura looked pretty good in this promo against Braun. Yeah, this was one of the better ones, and I don't I don't know if it was, um, if there was just a, okay, go out there and just do something, and he just kind of could put it in his own words. I don't know if it's, uh, it's me being as bad of a listener. I just, I was understanding him easier because it is an empty arena. I'm not sure what it was, but yeah, this was a, a pretty good interaction uh, uh, showing for Shinsuke. And, you know, I didn't expect Shinsuke to be beating Braun Strowman later in the night, but I thought, you know, you know, this is, sure, why not? Shinsuke and Nakamura are getting a, a match against the new crown champion, non-title granted, but I'm okay with it. It's, 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 it's something different. It's not a, it's not a, a, a push the repeat button. So I'll, I'll deal with this. Ooh, Joshua Sewell pointing out, knock, 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 knock. When's that T-shirt going to come out? That should be his new gimmick. Hold on a second. Nakamura yeah. beat. I mean, uh, Nakamura beat Strowman tonight? No, he no. kind of came out and cut a promo oh. that set up the main event. But, Raj, think about the years on this podcast. We've talked about them giving Shinsuke terrible gimmicks, the I don't speak English uh, thing, having Sami Zayn talk for him, giving him scripted promos uh, that were very awkward. Tonight, he went out there, and uh, I'm trying to think of a time when he's done this much talking face-to-face with someone. It felt more natural. I think it was a step in the right direction that they're not micromanaging him as much anymore. I, I, again, I haven't, I have not watched tonight's show, but um, that, that's great. Um, I just had to chime in if they beat, if they beat Strowman is no, no, so that would be, thank God that they didn't do that. But you know, Nakamura, he's had all that potential all this time. So, yeah, if they're if they're moving that direction, I the, the only problem is they made Nakamura look so bad over the last couple of years. He, they have delegated him to mid card uh, status, so to automatically throw him in the world title feud, it reminds me of after Ultimate Warrior uh, won the world title and they put Rick Rude in there, hmm. and Rick well, Rude is a badass. But the fact that he had been in that mid-card feud, no one took that seriously. No one thought that Rick Rude was a, a threat to Ultimate Warrior in the world title feud. And Well, it, was, it wasn't that they tossed. I mean, Nakamura is not the number one contender. I mean, it, you know, they said going into the match, Corey Graves says, well, if Nakamura could beat Strowman, that certainly puts him in the running. You know, the, I think the excuse here was, you know, it was Braun who had to beat Nakamura back in the IC title picture some months ago. So... You know, Nakamura feeling like he has some claim to be the first one just to come and knock, knock at Braun's door. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Braun ended up beating him. Uh, so that oh. was obviously the right decision. That it, was the main I, event. Jeez. Right. It was, it was just I something. Out of this. 
just something to, just something to spice the night up change it up are you I'm coming gonna, back I'm gonna, I'm, i'll come back when the news starts yeah he's gonna go he's got texting ryback uh alonzo smith pointing out shinsuke's english has really improved heard every word he said he should get to speak more tammy saying you don't have an arena full of idiots chanting what it makes anything better i do have to say um sure, we're getting sure that. yeah i mean we're getting to see performers perform more and not have to uh play defense against these sometimes hostile crowds. So in a way, this is, uh, I think, a more difficult yet in some ways better environment for the performers to cut promos. From a promo standpoint, I really can't think of one that's happened in these performance center shows that have been now, uh, we're coming up on a month soon. I can't think of one that I was like, eh, that promo needed to be in front of a crowd. There's been plenty of times where there's been matches where you're like, God, I wish there's a, a pop here. But I know there's been so many promos uh, going back to you know several with Cena and 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 Bray on their build, mm-hmm. um, Edge and, and in the build to Orton. There's been a lot of promos that that the intensity comes out because they're it's them looking into the camera. They're not worried about looking out and addressing the crowd. You don't have distractions from the crowd or interruptions that can alt that can mess with the timing. No what chance, no CM Punk chance. So from a promo standpoint, it kind of lends itself to the the empty arena kind of lends itself to the benefit. It's it's the it's the bell to bell matches that it becomes tough at times to you almost have to put the TV on mute. It's uh amazing how they've essentially gone from being a theater company now to well as Vince would say being in the business of making movies and making TV. But I think that's good. I think WWE is rediscovering um that they can do more without being constrained by the live audience. And I think that's the most positive thing to come out of uh, these productions. Um, so with this, yeah, I mean, the set up the main event for later in the night, uh, Cesaro tried to sneak attack while Nakamura was facing off with Braun, but Strowman knocked him out of the ring. Um, and we had the women's tag team title match tonight, Asuka and Kari Sane versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross with Nikki and Alexa retaining. Now, this was a great example of how they're not letting there be any dead space. It's like somebody mm-hmm. realized and said, silence yeah. is what makes this feel awkward. So you need to trash talk your opponent. And when all else fails, just freaking yell, just yeah. scream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss has, has, has not had a bad showing in these empty arenas. She's, you know, she, we've, we've heard a little bit more of her sassiness and, and her trash talk, um, you know, to, to the Kabuki warriors that she's been in the ring with the last few weeks. So, yeah, I mean, this is, I know you're right. It's, it's kind of like, and that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a basic principle of what AEW is trying to pull off or what they are pulling off just by putting a dozen or so talents ringside is just by those talents, just hooting and hollering and what have you, it just, it, 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 it keeps, it fills a void. So there's just not an echo of silence. So yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not a complicated thing here. And uh good use uh, calling out sass. I think sass is the most underrated character trait in a performer, male or female. I love me some sass and I think it works well with Alexa. I liked even what Nikki was doing tonight. I thought this was really good. Uh, Asuka, Talk about bringing the energy. She, I think, is was the prototype um, for a lot of this and realizing that it's like, okay, just Oscar will just go out there and uh, talk and yell a blue streak um, <laughs> as if it's a packed crowd. And others are following suit. So this, this, what did you think of the match itself with cross covering Sane uh, for the pin to retain here tonight? I, I, I didn't have a problem. With that. I was, it was an entertaining match. You know, it was this was one of the better matches I think uh, that I saw of the night. So. Um... Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I mean, I think arguably better than what we saw at Mania. Hmm. Joelit Barwani, uh, Canadian, six ninety nine. 
that's like five dollars American. Saying you're welcome, uh, fully, Ash. You're welcome yes. Ash. Uh, saying I fully agree with the absence of the crowd has made the promos amazing today. Miz and Morrison said, "Finally, the you can't see me gimmick came true." Uh, we'll talk about Miz and Morrison. That was fantastic tonight as well. Chris Jones saying males don't have sass. Uh, that's not gender. That's not stereotype. A man can have sass if he wants to have sass. I think Vel- I have sass. Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream has sass. Velveteen Dream has sass in spades. People need to bring that saying back. Like in spades. In spades. I don't even know what that means. Like you've got a lot of it. You've got it in spades. Uh, but yes, men can have sass. Um, so after this match, we had Elias. Elias uh, got to do an entire song tonight. Yes, he did. Oh, that clapping sound effect. I was just like, couldn't they have picked a better sample? for that (laughs) clap but elias got to finish the song tonight doing the recap of him and baron corbin in song he did he made some uh, lion king references he uh uh this is good you know elias uh small bit of momentum gets a victory at wrestlemania he gets to complete a song we're heading in the right direction yes okay chris jones at least says the velveteen dream and prince are men who have sass men can have sass it's the year 2020 um they're not men they're androgynous <laughs> sounds like something vince would say uh oh and elias cut a promo tonight about wanting to win the money in the bank briefcase uh we're going to talk about what is up with money in the bank we're going to talk about it after this there's some news there's some speculation but then we saw a video package on Mandy Rose and Otis, how they're living it up post-WrestleMania. Uh, Dolph Ziggler came out with Sony Deville. They are not happy. They yelled about the video package. Um, but Tucker took the mic and interrupted. And what did you think of all these photos of Otis and Mandy Rose clearly taken in the same parking lot? But I love that Otis was just holding a bunch of bananas throughout <laughs> I mean, come on. How could you not smile and laugh at this? You know, this is, uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's a good feel good. You know, Otis is a fun character. It's a feel good story. The guy, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the good guy gets the girl. His buddy, his, his, his alpha male buddy sticking up for him. Uh, Tucker, you know, pretty good showing in the ring. Tucker's, uh, you know, getting to show a rare singles, uh, having a singles match for him. I don't, I'm not cool with this. I, the only thing I can't, I like Dolph Ziggler. I like Sonya Deville. I don't, I'm, I'm not yet sure if I can. It, it, if I buy them together and I, and, 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 and I hate to be this, this whatever, but it just comes down to Dolph Ziggler's gimmick's always been, I'm going to steal your girlfriend. He can't steal Sonny Deville. So I don't That's know. It's a little bit like off on that one. Well, didn't Rick Rude fail? And didn't we determine Rick, Rick Rude was the sexiest man of the 1980s into the nineties. Didn't he fail even once in stealing someone's girl? Well, he didn't get Jake Roberts, wife. Well, there you go. Except in real life. He did. <laughs> 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 and Raj pops back in for the zinger on Jake I did got to say, uh, before I head back out, uh, <laughs> good for the Forgotten Sons to get on the main roster. Is it, though? <laughs> I mean... It's an yeah. inside joke with me and Justin, but all right. Oh, yes, well, it, yeah, yeah, about how there's no main roster. Yeah, yeah, him in the main <laughs> roster. Raj is going to pop in. Just Raj, Raj is like Kramer. He just pops the door open. Um, They've been on the main roster, Raj. Savon Vavar saying spades is because of the card game spades played mostly in prison. <laughs> LOL. Uh, the objects is collect the most spades possible. Interesting. The card game spades. You know, now that I've got this downtime, I'm going to learn how to play spades. I'm going to learn how to play dominoes finally. That's been like a lifelong 
curiosity. I have no clue how dominoes is played. I did buy a lock pick set. I'm going to also try and master picking locks. It's one of my learn, quarantine. Uh, learn dominoes and you can join the uh, BSK. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, so <laughs> I love the photos with Otis and Mandy. It was better that it was all taken, like clearly in the same five minutes. Um, but yeah, I don't know about Dolph and Sonya. And, you know, next week, Sonya's going to clear the air with Mandy. Tucker won this match against Dolph Ziggler. It was pretty, pretty easy. Where do you think this is going? And we did not get an appearance of the hacker tonight. Uh, that is correct. We did not. Um, well, you know, I don't even know, though, that that I think that hacker deal, I think, I don't think the hacker gimmick is um, synonymous. With, I mean, I think, I think it's first, it's first hack job was to reveal the truth going on with Otis and Mandy and Sigma and all that. But I think, you know, it could pop up and it's going to maybe reveal more truths for a while until they become, until it becomes time to uh, reveal uh, the hacker himself. So, um, yeah, I don't know where it's going though. This is a good question. I mean, I, I, I guess logically it would be a, some kind of a mixed hack, right? Maybe. Yes. The chat room is blowing up right now. People saying you do not play the hard game spades to collect spades. So if someone can clarify that, I will correct the record here, but, uh, you do collect spades. It's either you can go null or you were collecting spades and that's how you win books. But if you're listening to the audio only this podcast, <laughs> it sounds completely normal because you just think that there's a, there's this one person on the panel who's just not talking as much. If you're watching the video, this looks effing hilarious. That, that, that we just, <laughs> the middle Hollywood square, the Whoopi Goldberg square just keep popping in uh, a la Raj with these, these like, uh, remember VH1 used to have the uh, pop-up video and they see like that. A little bubble pop up facts. Barrage just pop up video with facts. <laughs> All right, but spades you do collect books. Spades are Trump. So anyway, <sighs> do you know how to play on. dominoes? Car carry on, Raj. Do you know how to play dominoes? I do not. But you know, uh, Nick he he did a Survivor Series thing with uh, the Godfather, and the Godfather was uh, teaching him how to do it. And Oh yeah, Nick will tell you he's one degree removed now from being the BSK with the Undertaker. He thinks he's, he, he, he got a BSK tattoo on his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> it's very disturbing. Ah, uh, so after Dolph Ziggler won that match um, against Tucker and got the pin in the win, um, Ziggler stood tall. They're gonna clear the air next week. So yeah, Ziggler won that. Wait, why didn't Tucker win that match? Is Dolphin Otis is a feud, right? Yeah, I guess. And, and Tuck, you know, Tucker is a talented guy. I don't see things going well for him, though. I mean, Otis was clearly the clue, clearly the star of that tag team, and I think, uh, ugh, I think it's going to be uh, rough seas ahead. I think Otis is, uh, you know, if if this was the old days, this is where you book Otis into a intercontinental title feud and have him win a belt, you know. After he's done with Ziggler, maybe the next hacker reveal is that uh, as Tucker starts to get a little jealous that he's he stood up for his buddy Otis. Otis getting the Otis is getting title shots. Otis is getting the girls, and Tucker starts to sabotage him. Maybe, but the hacker that always seemed like it was Ali, right, with the yeah the symbol and everything. Yeah. But there there was no hint of that apparently this week. <laughs> Charlie Barwani two seventy nine. <laughs> Raj is really the Vince of podcast chiming in. <laughs> Uh, it'd, be great, oh, yes. it'd be great if Raj was hollering into one of our ears and only we could hear. Justin, damn it. <laughs> that's what it's like when you give texts during the podcast. We're just like, that's, how must, that's how Graves must feel when it's Vince been, is. It's just been shit. done. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was never given a name saying Raj is better than Clippy. You are like the Clippy of this podcast. 
<laughs> a bad play. Uh, okay, so after that, oh, let's talk about this. Uh, the Miz and Morrison, the dirt sheet. Morrison saying first person to successfully defend the titles alone uh, at WrestleMania. The Miz is the first person to successfully defend the titles, defend the titles from his couch. Um, I don't know why they thought doing this rap song live was a good idea, but the rest of this promo was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's it, these these two guys are just <laughs> just so great at being. They, they both think they're A-listers, red carpet, and they're, they're just so dorky. I mean, I don't know. This is it's just a great. I, I I'd watch these guys both Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I'd watch these guys on every show. They're they're just they're just they're naturally entertaining. They don't need much of a script. They you know they're friends in real life, so there's like a natural chemistry. A lot of fun. I do gotta say, I, I didn't see the segment, but the Miz as a babyface is time lost. You know, like nothing yeah. happens during that time. Like him as a heel and with Morrison, they've been doing a great job. I didn't see it tonight, but in general, they've been they've been killing it. His whole thing with Shane McMahon, how forgotten is that? So I, I just feel like anytime he, he's a babyface, it's time forgotten. So well, and how crazy they did a Miz versus Daniel Bryan match, and Miz was the babyface. Just that's just that's you know that's crazy. And. And going from that talking smack to that match, yeah. and to think that how forgotten that is, you know, normally you would think like that would yeah. have led to a WrestleMania match, like something epic, and it was just kind of a forgotten thing. Wait a second, that wasn't really Raj in the chat a few weeks back. That was you in the chat, right, with the photo that we were all like Matt was making fun of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's good. Uh, good. Yeah, I didn't I chime am. in on the video because I, I I don't want to add more than three people in the in the video. I don't know. I think, okay, so Matt's not here tonight because, you know, what's good for the goose. Uh, Raj, you should, especially when Matt goes on a little tear, like ribbing you sometime, you should absolutely pop into a run and that'd be hilarious. I should. I should. I will yeah. next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Done taking it. <laughs> enough is enough. It's time enough for a change. Enough is enough. It's time for a change. I, well, I think getting Ryback on this podcast is going to be. Uh, my. So that is crazy that you got, you just said that because. Earlier tonight, I was doing a Zoom chat with a bunch of guys, and this guy popped up a picture of Owen Hart, Jeff Jarrett, and Deborah. And my wife came in. She's like, "Oh, that's Jeff Jarrett and Deborah. Who's the guy with them?" And I was like, "What? You don't know? <laughs> you know, like you didn't recognize Owen Hart? That wasn't the first one." But anyway, was she? That happened tonight. Was she with you when Owen was still alive? Oh, she knows Owen. Oh, okay. He just looked different in the picture. You mm. had like the scruff and. But uh, yeah, oh, she she knows Owen. Looking forward to I the mean, finale, we, the the series finale, this the season of Dark Side of the Ring. On, oh yeah, on Art yeah. Story. That was we we watched that pay per view live. It was mm-hmm. yeah. I don't mean to change the dynamic, but all right, let's go on. Okay, um, so next week we're gonna have the other three guys who weren't in the WrestleMania tag match are gonna face each other next week on SmackDown. Uh, but the Usos came out. Biggie and Kofi came out tonight. This promo was okay, but I mean, Miz and Morrison were just the high point of this. Agree. Then uh promo for the Forgotten Sons, who are now on SmackDown. Not the main roster. It's weird they're doing the call-ups this year or the shifts post-main. I don't know. It's just, if, especially given everything that's going on, like how like defiantly insistent was Vince that we're bringing some NXT talent and why these guys, I mean, no offense to them. I mean, Wesley Blake has been there forever, but 
Well, let's not keep, I mean, let's not forget. I, this might've been a situation where five weeks ago, they weren't going to be on the SmackDown after Mania, but, but if, if, but if, if all three of those guys live within an hour in That's Florida, true. then it might just be like, Hey, let's just do that now because it's easier than bringing somebody. I mean, you know, they got, they have certain talent right now that are, I mean, we talked about this on Wednesday, you know, I think like, Granted, this is NXT, but like you know, just like Finn, Walter. I mean, there's some talents that like you know they don't that are, can't travel because of where they are. I mean, so maybe there's just, just kind of an opening opportunity to bring these guys in now. And uh, I mean, certainly not a fair shake for them to have to come in and make their mark in an empty arena. But uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of which, I want to get back to the Forgotten Sons in a minute. But speaking of uh, being able and being available, Raj, what was the deal with the Miz? Because he obviously he was out of the WrestleMania match. There were rumors that he was showing symptoms, but here he is back tonight. And everything's fine. He was just sick. It, it wasn't. Oh. Uh, it wasn't coronavirus symptoms. He was just sick. I do have some. Uh, I, I, all right. I, I. So I got some news that. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. I got to get it verified. I got to get a second source on it. But uh, hopefully tomorrow or the next day I'll get something. But. Um, so apparently tonight's tapings. Uh, so SmackDown. And then it's going to be raw the next two days. And it looks like they might be adding, and this isn't what I'm talking about, but money in the bank is probably going to be afterwards because the arena canceled it. Um, So yeah, um, I'm sorry. What what were you saying? Oh, about the Miz. I think, uh, I mean, so yeah, it was just an illness. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So he was just sick, but that did trigger, uh, that did trigger a whole chain of events because the Usos were, you know, they didn't know what was going on, obviously, with everything that's going on right now. And then Roman Reigns, well, first, you know, the fact that these guys have to be put in this situation to have to decide, and it's not, the decision is, isn't made for them to go forward with the show or not is fucked up. Hmm? Um, Roman Reigns should have never been put in that position with his immune system where it is to have to be the one to pull out of this match. So uh, this thing with the Miz, the fact that he was sick and, you know, Dana Brooke is having to go into quarantine and Rey Mysterio. And then WWE doesn't pull Roman Reigns out and he has to do it himself. I don't know. It's just, it's just a bad look. And I just think it's just with AEW doing, going forward with tapings when they did it last week, granted the tape through mid May, if they're going to continue, you're putting your performance safety, performers safety at risk. WWE is doing that right now. One guy gets it. You see how quickly it spreads. Mm -hmm. These guys are sweating all all over each other. It's, it's, they should have done this a month ago. Yeah, they they should have done this a month ago and just made the decision. I don't know why now. Um, and we're seeing these stories about Vince, you know, supposedly telling people, we'll give you a letter saying you're essential. They want you to travel. They want you to do these things. I don't understand why when they had everyone a month ago, they didn't take advantage of the situation then when it was rel- not completely safe, but safer and less risk than there is now. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, let me ask you guys this. As a fan yeah. watching this show, would you be able to watch this for three months, the next three months, these empty, empty arena shows just as a fan? And and if you do, that's that's cool. But um, I mean, uh, if there's I, I don't know, Justin, I, know. I mean, as a, as a fan, like it, I'm getting I'm getting more and more used to it, which is sad. So maybe I would. I mean, I'll be honest. They're like, I probably would not have watched tonight if I did, was not coming on the podcast. 
I would have probably waited maybe tomorrow morning, sipping some coffee, would have fast forward the DVR, would have caught YouTube clips. I don't feel as compelled right now to like tune in. It has nothing to do with any like political aspect of it at all. Vince is being slimy. They should have. It, I don't really. I'm not. That really doesn't come into play for me. I just. I just don't. Yeah, I don't feel a lot of energy because I kind of feel like they don't even know what they're going to do. They're kind of, you know, calling it week to week, so to speak. I mean, you know, the fact that Money in the Bank, which I've been saying for years, I think is you know, the fourth biggest show. I think it supersedes. Um, I think it, I think it outranks Survivor Series now. The fact that Money in the Bank is going to be. Also in this performance center, likely, you know, and and then you know, if you, you know, Nick and I got into it on the rest of Nick Daily the other day. Nick feels like we're going to be doing this for the remainder of 2021. He doesn't feel like until there's a vaccine, you're going to get a, a, a crowd of people together. I, I, I just, I, as a fan, I'm getting more and more used to it, which scares me. Uh, but if I was not doing this podcast, I probably would not waste the live hours. I'd probably go do something else with friends or, or well, not friends, but at least with family here at the house. Part of wrestling for me is the excitement and the crowd and the the wrestlers feeding off the crowd and and w- when they're doing this in an empty arena by themselves, it comes across as and I hate saying the word fake because I feel like that's a disrespectful word that people use that they don't use for other forms of entertainment. They don't say, "Oh, Iron Man, that shit's so fake," but wrestling, they say, "Oh, how do you watch that? That's fake." But wrestling looks so fake, you know, you in know this it, empty arena environment. Raj, you know what it feels like? Cause I know what you mean, and I, I don't ever, use, I don't ever use the f word, fake. But what it feels like is like when you when you get to watch those behind the scenes of like a movie, right. and you see an action movie be done, but it doesn't have the sound effects or the score or anything. When you just see just the two, that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like we're seeing that the performers go through the motions, but we don't have that natural soundtrack of the crowd. That's just what it feels like. It's like it, until you get. Until you get all those effects put in there for the final product of the movie, that's what it kind of feels like in a lot of ways. For the for the for the bell to bell action, promos are actually I think enhanced even better now that we have silence and they can focus on the camera. But bell to bell, yeah, I feel that there's like it's like watching the behind the scenes of an action movie. Yeah, I think as long as their creativity, I think the more the more they push the envelope creatively, the better it becomes. The more it becomes like TV. But I'm telling you now, though, man, as soon as one person on the roster is confirmed to have come down with this and it spreads um or even that they were out of taping i think the wwe was going to shut this down quick you know it was funny i was watching an old news clip um last night or we were watching something uh old episodes of the weekend rock and mtv and i remember they were talking about when john holmes died of aids and the porn industry shut down everything immediately everyone got tested everyone freaked out i have a feeling if one person on the wwe roster gets this you're going to see a similar freak out and WWE is going to be shamed just like UFC was. Well, well, now we're at every sport. So UFC hasn't had a member of their roster yet, but Eric Silva, who was a former UFC fighter in Bellator, now his whole family is at it. Rosa Namajunas. Justin, help me out here. Rosa Namajunas. Namajunas? Not going to get it from me. So she was in the co-main event of UFC 249 uh, before they canceled UFC 249 yesterday. She had she withdrawed, and that was because two of her family members died, and she was. And not only did they die, but fans were getting on her for for bowing out, and so she had she felt like she had to come out and say why she had to withdraw. This is not a uh, this is not a normal time, and this is not like. Oh well, let's try to do let's try to toe the line as much as we can and and escape by the rules 
to get by because this doesn't affect us. This is affecting everyone. And it's getting there. And it's going to get to wrestling if you keep this up. And you're going to look like shit. If, if, if someone dies, mm-hmm. it's going to be you. It's going to be a game changer. Be well, ahead what, of the curve. What's the, you know, like I kept saying prior to mania, like, okay, do mania and take a break. You know, I've yes. all, I've, I've, I've abdicated. I won't go over. I've advocated for years to have an off season anyways, after mania, but you know, the, the response from all those who want to play devil's advocate is like, you know, Vince and the TV deals. He's got to have weekly programming. Like, even if he did a weekly programming that was just, again, basically recap shows out of Stanford or showing old archive stuff, whether it's WWE Network stuff or old Raw episodes, like everything else, is, as we're talking about, shut down. Would, would would Fox and USA really come after him and say, hey, breach of contract here? Like, you're not going to get your, 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 um, your, 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 what is it this year? Two, 2.5 or 250,000 or 250 million from Fox? Hell no. I mean, they would probably renegotiate that period. They'd be like, uh, you know, um, if WWE had it canceled completely, obviously they would have to be like, well, we're not going to pay for all these weeks where you're not airing. But if WWE keeps airing new content by their contract, that's new programming and and they're good. Um, And no way are any of these networks going to, I mean, DAZN, actually recently did say that they're going to not pay the sports right fees until everything's back normal. Yeah. Advertising though. I have a feeling that some of their advertisers actually would probably love it. If WWE went to reruns because that would give them um, some make goods or a pause on their contracts. And I have a, I could see Vince being defiant and be like, no, you're locked into this. We're still doing programming. We're not going to pull. Your yeah, spots. If, if Vince would have pulled Mania, then that would have been money maybe from Snickers. He didn't, doesn't get to cash in on Snickers it. money isn't that much. He he probably lost $20 million that weekend. Snickers yeah. wasn't paying $20 million. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know what the going rate is for naming rights of WrestleMania. Yeah, I, mean, I was talking to Brandon Thurston uh, from WrestleNomics uh, on Wrestling Inc. And there's the amount of money they lost by not postponing WrestleMania is enormous. I mean, we're talking twenty to thirty million dollars between pay-per-view, network subscriptions, everything. And um, I don't know. I think they're just setting their ways. They're setting their ways. I th- honestly think, and you guys are going to give me shit, but me and Ryback were, t- <laughs> we're talking. <laughs> but Ryback actually brought up a good point where he does not want Vince having wrestlers having this off season. And seeing how beneficial it is to to the talent, like you know, he he likes that year round schedule, and he does not want uh, this period where people have time off because it hurts his business the way he knows it. Yeah, hmm. and you could cycle off talent. Talent, you know, you could do you know the new day are here from june to august and then they they're off till october and it keeps them that, fresh that's and... that's a, it that's becomes an imperfect science because guys have injuries and this and that's so that change it but i just think if you if you took if you guys if you gave if you did six to eight weeks off after mania and you and you came back and you built to money in the bank in june and you're not then you're not competing against the playoffs of nba and nhl you're not competing against uh, major league baseballs you know you're you're giving the talent and crew god after wrestlemania week that talent and crew is just burnt and then three weeks later they're gonna go do the europe tour i mean like it would it would just be so I think so much better. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. But so Justin, that's you said it's an imperfect science. It's regardless. You yeah. know, the injuries happen all the time anyway. But you can at least kind of schedule it. And if you have to shift stuff around, you need you do. 
So Antoine Ferrell, I'll do this in reverse order. You're saying they got them interested in Bray versus Braun with the first shot. Um, but they must have a lot of episodes taped maybe through Money in the Bank. So it goes to what we're talking about. So the arena doing Money in the Bank canceled the show, refunded the tickets. But based on tonight, WWE is talking about qualifying matches. I mean, so this is likely going to be taped at the Performance Center. So Money in the Bank is not in the plans for this set of taping. So they're taping through Money in the Bank. It seems weird to me that WWE would think that they were going to have Money in the Bank this soon, you know, mm -hmm. a month out. And we see where we are. It's getting worse, not better in a sense. The uh, In New York, you're seeing the number of people going to the hospitals dropping. But nationwide, the number of people dying and everything is increasing. So we're not... Mm -hmm. We're not there to where we can start doing arena events, and we're not going to be by whatever May the tenth. Who knows? Who? I mean, yeah, we definitely no... won't be by May the tenth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, that's uh, one month away. I, I, yeah. I can't if, see it. If MGM in Vegas, the entertainment capital of the country, canceled everything through May, that gives you an indication that through May, nothing's happening. Right. So, uh, yeah. Either they have faith that Florida will allow them to do another set of tapings by then, or it's going to be canceled. And probably, honestly, with the way things are, Florida is going to let them do another set of tapings. Yeah, the, I'm seeing stuff on Twitter, Raj. I don't know if you've had it confirmed yet, but there's speculation that they've gotten uh, approval from Florida to keep doing it the way they're doing it. Uh, fun times sure. with games. Buck99 says, as a fan, has been putting me to sleep. Uh, Jawahli Parwani saying uh isn't vince himself a high risk given his age i think vince mcmahon thinks he's invincible at this stage of his life you know the fact that we've had the pm of uh of what, what is it england, england london e england the prime minister of, yeah. of great britain the it's... fact that he was in bad condition anyone can get this and i think he's younger than vince right uh boris johnson yeah, uh, Vince will be seventy-five this August, I think. Boris Johnson's only fifty-five. Wow. Oh, jeez, he looks. Because <laughs> he looks like Trump. <laughs> so I assume yeah, he was like seventy. Looks like an aged man. Um, and my thoughts uh, go out to him in, in this time. I hear he's recovering, awesome. according yeah. to the latest news stories. But yes, he does not look like a young man. Vince, twenty years advanced on that uh, in a high-risk group. Um. Baby Maharaja, two bucks saying not an off season, but rather WWE take a break. Um, and I think I'm telling you, man, all it's going to take is this getting somebody on the roster, getting it. And if they find out that that person was just at tapings a week ago. And I think that's how WWE works though. Right. It's like, when's the last time they proactively did something when there was an outrage or outcry? I mean, even going back to the fabulous Moolah controversy a couple of years ago, or, or some of this more recent stuff, it takes enough people getting angry and then they respond. You know what's worse is AEW because they're the ones that try to be politically ahead of the curve. And they're like, oh, we have all, you know, we are looking out for wrestler safety and we're doing this. And they're still holding tapings like last week with all these all these talent. WWE, we this is not surprising, right? Yeah. This is expected. AEW is the one that's supposed to be ahead of the curve, like therefore the talent. They care about, you know, their their wrestlers and and they're the ones holding that held tapings way after this pandemic has, you know, been, you know, uh, it's true at a scary state. And so, uh, you saw the thing today. Uh, 
because well jake jake roberts who was on the the winkley talking about i was in a hotel room self-quarantine self-isolating like ddp's talking should i let him come to the ddpy mm. performance center should yeah, i let so him he in sh- he should not because yeah. uh, so we talked to ddp and jake the snake wow and ddp uh, he has a baby would you oh, take shit. that risk no you know of someone being around all these people uh, and then come in and, you know, after these tapings with your, your family or kids, he's absolutely right. And Jake, the snake, he knows it. He's, it's not like he's angry about it. So he's self quarantined for three to four weeks. And he basically said, you know, I was trying to help AEW out and now I'm paying the price. Yeah. They I should, mean... he should not be put in that position. This is not a WWE thing. It's AEW too for a young company. And they're putting these guys in this position. Well, then you have Impact trying to act like they're the big dog, and they're going to doing uh, tapings in Tennessee, and Tennessee it shut everything down. (laughs) And Impact's risk and reward is far less reward than what AEW is in WWE. AEW, I mean, uh, sorry, Impact put a replay of uh, an episode from six years ago, and no one would notice, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who, I mean, this is... I, I respect Tessa Blanchard. I think she's done a hell of a job and everything, but no one is watching Impact Wrestling right now. It's not. It's not. They are now Nielsen. Uh, they're rated by the Nielsen ratings, and they're not in the top 150, even close ever. Yeah. When Brad Stevens pointing out in his super chat the fact that zero movies or TV series are being filmed currently, and wrestling still is, is kind of crazy. No, it is. It, outlaw mud shows. I mean, it's just, it's that carny mentality. It just has kind of show. So Matt would say, if he were here, that this is Vince because he was so proud after 9-11. This is Vince trying to help America. And on the other side of the coin, now this is some carny shit. Like, I, think, I think Matt would say that too. Uh, you, yeah. You've seen his uh, opinion turn a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but I'm telling you, all it's going to take is somebody having gotten it who was just at a taping and all of this will come tumbling down. It is a house of cards. And this is why WWE should tape three months worth of content right now, because I'm telling you, they are playing with fate and it is just a matter of time till this bites them in the ass. Same with AEW. Yeah. You know, whether well, it's AEW at least got their tapings done right through May through the, at least, at least up to the point of what they would have had to do double or nothing. So. I mean, they got it done earlier, but it was still trying to skirt the system. Um, it, it again with AEW, not who was uh, God, what was the guy's name? Naka, Naka Nakazawa. Nakamura. Nakazawa rubbing baby oil all over himself and doing all that stuff. At least that's a protective layer. He did, he did. Uh, you know, if it turns out that he got it and then everyone in that match got it, it, it doesn't matter how you know if you started three days earlier. We you knew the risk going in and to take it. And then, you know, the wrestler falling for it, that falls on you. Raj, seriously, the way you're describing this now, this is starting to sound like the porn industry in the 80s. Like, is. This, is, this is what this has turned into. And, you know, I honestly think that, look, I think WWE as a publicly traded company, if a wrestler had coronavirus and it came out, I don't know, would they encourage them to just self-quarantine and stay quiet? I oh yeah, see, I could see them like oh, hundred percent, thousand percent, and AEW for sure would. Um, yeah, well, because what would they have to gain? I mean, WWE stock was down to like thirty bucks a couple weeks ago from a high, you know, a year ago at a hundred. I guarantee you, 
okay, so here's well, let's let's really put on our tinfoil hats a second. I would hazard a guess somebody on the roster has it now. They haven't been at tapings, but if someone on the roster has it, we sure as hell aren't going to hear about it because WWE would probably go to any length to to stop that information from getting out there. Right? But I can I can't agree with you. I mean, they are a publicly traded company, and I think if they did come forward with it, the only reason I could see them doing it is because they are a publicly traded company, not because mm. they wanted to. Yeah, but they're not subject to, like, Freedom of Information Act. And remember, ooh, I'll go a step further, Raj. Remember, these aren't employees. There are no records. They're independent contractors. Mm-hmm. WWE has nothing to do with their health care outside of the ring. WWE could absolutely cover this up. Um, so, Kerry the G. Gilbert with the Super Chat saying, wrestlers don't have to work if they don't want to. Uh, we're talking about all this, but Raj, as we're talking about this, I'll, I'll have you... Kerry, it, it ain't that simple. Yes, well... Either he hasn't been following wrestling long enough, or... You know, it ain't that simple. Yeah. Anyone that has followed wrestling for any point in time knows. knows I mean, like, like, you know, if you're a top established guy who's a big money money maker, like a Roman Reigns, you can get in the fact you beat leukemia twice. Then you get a pass. You get a hall pass of, okay, we'll send you home because we don't want to be the ones who are blamed for your death. But if you're, if you, (laughs) I'm just saying, if you're, if you're a top guy, there's a certain pass, but if you're not an established top guy and there's a very short elite list of that, then th- that is, it is just inherent wrestling nature that you are going to be paranoid, whether it's actually would happen or not, that you're paranoid that if you don't show up, you're going to lose your spot. Well, so, so Raj, we've seen it time and yeah. time again, you see a wrestler get injured and they're taken out of their spot. Yeah. Time and, and, time and, again. and if your 74 year old boss is insisting and, and he's the only sport and entertainment that is moving on and still taping as we're talking about if your 74-year-old boss seems to not have much fear that he wants to publicly express about this, do you think he's going to show a lot of sympathy if you're if you're random mid-card person? Again, if you're Roman Reigns or an elite talent, different story. But the majority of them are not the elite you know, uh, main eventers. So. And again, this isn't a WWE thing. This is WWE, AEW, any company that's putting on when everyone else is shut down. It's MMA and WWE, and they, not WWE, but WWE is pro wrestling, let's face it. AEW is not a percentage of what, you know, they're a third of what WWE does, so. I would argue that they probably feel like they're under more pressure, especially with the TNT deal. Sure, sure. And how swimmingly things have been going They don't have the money that WWE has, where they, they probably feel the pressure, but everyone else is shut down. Well, so let me ask you this, Raj. By us covering it, are we enabling in this codependent relationship with WWE and AEW? By the fans watching it, are we uh, complicit, if not complacent, in these transgressions? Well, look, I mean, I mean, Tony Khan has been upset with us recently, so we did. Wait, that what, what's wait? What happened? <laughs> well, so we we did that. We did an article a couple a few weeks ago. The last uh, the tapings a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was last week. Every week feels like four weeks right now. Seriously. Um, but Tony Khan was upset that you know we had, we had stated that you know that officials showed up and were looking to possibly shut the tapings down, which was actually the case. But he you know downplayed it and whatever. Um, so he was texting us about it. Um, but it's like, you wouldn't have to deal with this if you're not doing this at all. You know, this is, this is not the time to, to put on the bare minimum and skate by what your contract states. This is, 
Just do what's responsible. And um, I don't know, man. I, I have a lot of issues with wrestling right now. I find it. I find the product as unexciting as it's ever been in front of an empty crowd. And I, I feel like instead of pausing and building this big return, when things get back to normal, if, you know, who knows when they get back to normal, but that's still better than this lame ass product that they're putting on right now. Are you trying to, are you trying to hint towards you're going to sell your wrestling website? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> not in this down, down economy. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, uh, Arian Gomez, $2, saying, are AEW WWE taking over wrestler's temperature? I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they're taking it rectally, to be extra accurate. But that being said, um, just having a fever isn't proof positive one way or the other. Well, here's one of the, pro- one of the problems with testing for coronavirus. One thing, the temperature is such a small percentage. Not a small percentage, but... 50% or it's like 47% of people uh, are asymptomatic. So you're getting about half of, and, and if they test, if they got a fever, okay, you take them off, but there's still half that are asymptomatic. And then of that asymptomatic half, there's a ton of, of Paul, uh, gosh, false negatives, not false mm-hmm. positives. Cause False positives are, are, not, are very rare. So if, if you test positive for COVID, you've got it. But the, right now, with the uh, if you test negative, it's, it's a 50-50. So the false negatives are like the 50%. So anyway, I, I know that wasn't very clear. but No, but it's, uh, not, it's not perfect and it's not guaranteed. I mean, it's 50-50 on if you test negative, you could still have it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, who knows how long it takes symptoms to show up. It's, uh, I don't know. It's it's tough, man. I mean, it's tough to, to figure out where do we draw a line on all of this. I mean, like we've said, we're fine to keep doing the podcast, even if there's no wrestling going on. So for us, it's not going to change. I feel like the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse, I give them massive credit for that. Neither of those would have been nearly as good in uh, the constraints of a wrestling ring in a traditional environment. But that being said, tonight, I mean, Raj, like tonight's show was pretty okay, but would the world have lost something by tonight's show not going on? No, not at all. Have you, have you guys watched any of the late night talk shows where they're doing the split screen? Like the other night they had uh, Colbert and Conan. I think if you did The Rock and Austin you know, split screen talking about their match and you show the match. I think that would be way better. You're not putting anyone's lives are are at risk and you would get, you would draw ratings. I don't know. I think that this Uh, is going to draw fans in two, in in two weeks, they're starting the 25 year celebration of triple H. I'd probably be more entertained than the average SmackDown they could put together to have, like you said, triple H, and maybe a rotation of other panel people, whether it's guys he had matches against or or whoever, and putting on some classic Triple H matches and just and just talking. Or maybe there's a live chat and Triple H reads a few comments and answers a few tidbit questions about the match. I mean, I, I yeah, I'd be all for that. Absolutely, I think that would be way more interesting yeah. than what they're putting on right now. You know, when, when they when they, when they showed um, when they when they showed the repeat of the Rumble of Brock winning the Rumble or not Brock or Drew winning the Rumble, uh, uh, but Brock obviously going to number one. I would have loved to have a little box of Paul Heyman there, just giving narration to the match. I mean, it, it, like, I mean, just any of that stuff. It would is is yeah, I'd be all for it. 
Yeah, and you, you talk about Triple H. You replay his uh, WCW matches with William Regal, and you have them both there. Oh, I there think you it'd go. Be fascinating. I said that in a weird way, but fascinating to to people watching. And I, I think there's so many things you can do that don't have to be these, to me, boring matches. And I know some people like these matches and they're like oh it's you don't like wrestling it's 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 still they're doing it for us no first (laughs) of all they're they're putting themselves at risk and their health at risk and we see people of all ages dying granted they're not in that you know the the danger group but of dying but they're anyone of any age can get it well the news headlines for today are former interesting smackdown let's finish the last like Two or three. Oh, yeah. it, it's it's hilarious that the Forgotten Sons is where we stopped talking and just went off on this tangent. <laughs> we forgot um, about SmackDown. Yeah, uh, oh, the shit, Forgotten Sons versus Lucha House Party. Forgotten Sons won. Hey, can I just uh, say, let's say they they beat Lindsay Dorado and uh, Graham Metalik. Those two, and I and this I'm not just saying this off of tonight. I've been saying this about them for a while. Those two are two of the best uh, cruiserweight smash wrestlers. You know, the WWE kind of went on an, on a, on a surge of of. Mass wrestlers and cruiserweights in the last couple of years with 205 Live and such. Those two are two of the best that they have. Yeah. Uh, Forgotten Sons will be interesting to see how this plays out. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross backstage celebrating and um, interrupted by Carmella and Dana Brooke. <sighs> so what's going on with this? They're, they're going to have a tag team match? Yeah. There you have it. Um, yeah, I mean... It is what it is. Um, oh, let's talk about Sasha and Bailey promo where Bailey referred to Sasha as the blueprint. Nope. Uh, to I me, some breaking out. news. Do you guys want to hear it, or should yeah. we wait till no, after no. we break, break the, the breaking news? It is breaking. It'll be broken if you wait. So they're taping all this stuff. Raw and SmackDown this week are going to be back to live. Oh, really? So they're taping content. I don't have all the details. So wait, this so wait, this uh, from Monday. So this Monday's raw will be source. live. This Monday's raw will be live. Uh, but then the following week, the following week wouldn't be then because it'd be already taped. No, it's going to be live. No, I know, I know. Uh, so I saw this. this those... wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah. This Monday's raw is live. But if they're taping stuff, that would mean that the following Monday's probably is not live. Yeah, probably. Why um, would they do that? Why would they? Well, why would they? I saw these. So Raj, I was seeing people tweet about this from some names that I consider a little reputable, but it's still, I was like, Oh, this is just a crazy rumor. Like, so, I mean, after everything we just talked about now with this, like, this is fucking idiotic. Like if I'm, if I'm a, if I'm a WWE stockholder or on the board of directors, like this is, this is just asking for shit to go wrong. That's all I'm seeing right now. So I, I, you know, again, before I post it on the site, I guess we're talking about yeah. that. Uh, That's the benefit of people watching the podcast. Yes, Thomas Jensen, <laughs> nine ninety nine. Only way WWE says someone has coronavirus is if they're dying. They only care about the money, not their talent. They deserve a month off. We'll be okay for a month. Show old matches like Raj said. Look, I don't think they're going to save if someone's dying. I think it would take someone being dead and probably their family. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to put a, cast aspersions on what WWE would do if someone passed away, and that would be tragic and horrible. I'm sure they would have to acknowledge it then. But no, I mean, this is this is just so stupid. You're going to have wrestlers now that are going home. Are they self-quarantining? Again, I don't want to throw shade, but remember all the photos on Instagram and Twitter of the wrestlers that were out at Disney World's last night open? like partying out there posting photos or we can we trust all of the talent to not do anything 
to to put themselves and the locker room at risk. I just think it's one thing if you're going to batch tape it when everybody's on lockdown quarantine, but this is like the stupidest idea. I'm I'm going to look into it as soon as we get off. Uh, Carrie the G Gilbert says WWE does on YouTube already with the rewatching matches. Yes, and they could just show it on the air. I mean, the same way they're showing Ruthless Aggression on FS1. Like, they can cut together some great stuff. Um, they could even use it to build feuds, intersperse that could, with wrestlers cutting promos you, at home, you know? You could you could show, just by the 15-minute tease, you could show this Undertaker Last Ride limited series on Raw or SmackDown's place, and I'd be more hooked on that. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, jeez. Um, what? <laughs> so apparently tomorrow's tapings are canceled. So, all right. I you know what? I'll just I'll just get it everything at once and, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're really teasing us on this. You're really bringing <laughs> me along. Okay, you so they only me. shot one episode today. Apparently, so it did seem like originally there was taping a ton of stuff. Looks like they only taught. Uh, Shot one episode, and I will get the rest up here on Wrestling Inc. in the next day or so. I need to. Are you guys seeing this idiotic attitude? And I saw uh, some people in the media that I used to really respect last night talking about, oh, 500 people dead in California out of, you know, 40 million. Good thing we shut everything down. People that are so idiotic, they don't realize that if the death toll is not, I mean, it's still bad, but because it's not horrific in six digits um at this point it's because we've taken these drastic measures i i mean i just vince seems like that type of guy especially if he wants to go forward with this live taping of thinking oh it was all an overreaction we also have to keep in mind vince got to be one of a dozen less than a dozen people on a phone call with the president with all the other sports commissioners and i guarantee as all as all these little as major league baseball as nhl nba they're all trying to figure out a way you know to finish their seasons or start the seasons whether it's an empty stadiums or what have you I guarantee on that phone call at some point, P- President Trump said, "Now I have we have Vince McMahon, uh, you know, uh, owner of the WWE. Vince, you guys have moved on with programming. Uh, why don't you give some insight of how you guys have done it, how you guys have pulled it off, to try to give ideas to how the the, the, the baseball and, and <laughs> well, the first thing is you have to really not give a shit <laughs> fundamentally about your talent. Uh, but, That's but, first but, and foremost. But do you see what I mean? That like, if the Florida governor is allowing them to continue to tape, and if the president of the United States is 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 saying, "Wow, good for you that you're able to still keep doing this and, and persevere over top of this." Not that Vince needed it, but 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 what what is he? What, what's gonna what's gonna? Why would he stop? He's getting all the encouragement from from influential movers and shakers. The president of the United States. Well, we're in a new world, guys. Uh, SOS TDM TDM two dollar super chat. You all should do some old school reviews. We've talked about it, and it might come to that. Uh, we start boycotting. Yeah, well, the, uh, no, 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 but if WWE, if WWE and AEW really did go dark, if they if they actually did go dark, I mean, that's what we'd have to do to keep the keep the podcast going. Well, seriously, how soon do you honestly think that things will get back to where people are going to arenas? I, maybe late summer, and I think that'll be short lived. My best hope is that by SummerSlam they could have people back. And I also speak to this as a, from a personal standpoint because right now high school sports is not happening. You know, and I run a high school sports network, and if I don't have high school sports going, that's that's uh, you know, it's uh, you know, so I'm hoping that they're coming back. And, and and in PA specifically, things are really bad on the other side of the state and the county where Philadelphia is. But I but but over here on the western side of the state, Pittsburgh, which is the 22nd or 23rd largest city of the country, knock on wood here, we are actually the, we are 
our curve has been, fl- you know, we're, we haven't had the surge is what I'm saying. The doctors have actually said social distancing is working. We have had some deaths, but it's not, it, we have not hit the surge that they thought, you know, so I have the hope of like, you know, high school sports is something that can be uh, governed state by state. College and pros has to go across the entire country, but state by state, my hope is God, you know, they just officially canceled school for the rest of the uh, academic year uh, yesterday. My hope is that fall sports is back this fall because I want, I, you know, I want to get back to that normal life. I would love for it too. I just don't see what changes. Like we, so in Colorado, March 5th, we had zero coronavirus cases, right? And now we're at 20,000 or whatever, whatever we're at. But if you look at China, I mean, China, this started in China in December, right? So January, February, March, April, so about four months and China's just started. So I figure if this started in mid to late March here. Now they're starting to see an increase already. China, China. Mm-hmm. yeah, and Japan. So Japan also, they were seeing a pretty flat rate, and then all of a sudden now they're in a state of emergency. So. And you, you know what'll fuck shit up big time? Arena shows, and yet one infected person in a situation where there's eighty thousand people. Um, and I mean that, like, look at Italy. Look at the amount of sporting events. Look at like a social culture. I'm just saying this can all go off the rails real quick. I think until we have a workable vaccine. Italy, Italy was also a worst case scenario because the, the culture of, of, of how close yeah. they are just as people. Sure. Uh, you, you, you go to the Vatican. You, you, you go to the Vatican. How many people go to the Vatican every day? It's true. Um, Northern Italy has a huge pipeline to China business wise. So Italy was doomed for the, the, the way that their entire setup is. And that's what you kind of see that with uh, New York right now with how close everyone is. And, and that's why they got hit the hardest. But uh, let me just show this right here. 500,000, half a million confirmed cases in the U.S. That's not worldwide. So Almost 20,000. Far dots. beyond. Yeah. Look at all this red and look at all these dots here. And you tell me that live events are coming back anytime soon. I mean, and th- this is with all the crazy aggressive uh, measures. I don't know. It's just crazy. I mean, it's. I think that we have to prepare for the worst in this reality. And what WWE is doing, Raj, I'm sure you're going to confirm this as soon as possible. But this just sounds like I, I, I will be shocked if no one can talk Vince out of this. And if, if you tell me anyone else thinks this is a good idea in the company, aside from him, I will not believe you. This sounds like him, uh, everything we know about him and his defiance. The word I'm getting right now is that they canceled tomorrow's taping. Only one was shot today. So that's so ballsy. Uh, Is ballsy the right word? (laughs) I'm going to go with ballsy. (laughs) Ballsy is like wearing grapefruits. Ballsy is wearing slacks with red cowboy boots. Like this is just movies. Yes. Speaking of which, Peter Baraj, water, Raj. He takes a sip of water and switches it around. That's not water, Raj. Peter Bahi, five you're, on, you're on the uh, Undertaker diet there. Well, the thing WWE and AEW should film it like a real TV show, like Glow. Wrestling matches in an empty arena makes no sense. I agree. I don't know why the and especially, especially given what just happened with Mania. Everybody is talking about the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse. Like, why not figure out some ways to to go? Uh, off the 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 standard uh, plans. <sighs> well, and not just that. I mean, you're still putting Taker sure. and AJ and every, everyone. Why not come up with new programming? Why not find a new a new system? 
Here's the, and the, the ironic thing, too, is that the cinematic matches, after watching the Boneyard match, you can extend Taker's career because that's the type of thing where it, it thrives his character doing those kind of cinematic, post-produced, you know, soundtrack. And the stunts are all can be done 40 times with, with, with any kind of protectiveness you need. So, I mean, it, 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 it's not live stunts like, like well, wrestling in a ring is. I mean, so this can help a lot of guys, a lot of the older guys and their characters and their bodies to hold up. And, and I came up with this idea to have Undertaker versus Sting. Oh, and yeah. all these people have been ripping off my idea. I'd rather see I'd rather see a post-produced Undertaker versus Sting boneyard match than a live in the ring Undertaker versus Sting in Saudi Arabia. No, I, w- I was taking uh, the idea from you guys off the podcast, but I think that would. Be- <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, now you attribute us. Well, let, let me put this out there even more so, though, Raj, on, on how they could do this. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens live relatively close to each other. They're good friends. Um, I am sure they could say, hey, you're going to get a quarantine buddy that you are responsible for. And Kevin Owens, I don't care if your wife is holding the goddamn camera. You guys are responsible for producing, you know, 20 minutes worth of content, a handful of promos and a match. And we're going to put it on TV if it's even remotely watchable. Like they could do this in a way that's smart, that does not jeopardize people en masse by making them all travel to one central freaking location. That is the great flaw in all of this and having them commingle with different people. Well, I know as uh, most people that we want this shit to end. We want this stuff to stop. Yeah, we want nobody's rooting for this to keep going. And so it, it would only help if WWE, AEW stop taping, stop risking the spread, show responsibility, show that they're in with every fucking at one else and uh and that we're all in this together because by defying the rules they're they're giving this impression that hey it's not so bad we can do this you know like especially if they're live yeah i mean it's like we'll 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 take temperatures and all that that's not what it takes they've always they've always took pride and being ahead of everybody, they had the first public assembly of its kind after 9/11. Two days out. I mean, they. And granted, 9/11 is different than what this is in some ways, but like they take pride in always being. A try, they try to be a step ahead. They take pride. In it. They, he, pride. Yes, they brought freedom to the Middle East. Right. With their shows in Saudi Arabia. Well, that, that, See? that episode they were turning the Middle East into a parking lot was the was what JVL said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the sentiment, you know, that was the sentiment that, uh, in the country, but, uh, <sighs> this has been I a mean... great, this has been a great show. Lovely. <laughs> I did not expect to have so much fun on this Friday night. I thought I was going to yawn, uh, uh, half acid. This has been a fun show, yes, I mean, but this is kind of the point though. It's like the story, this is going to be the story. This is unlike anything we've experienced in our lives. We, no one, this is a movie that we're living in right now. And the fact that WWE is not being a leader when they can be, when every yeah, other movie. sports league is, it's, it's fucking disappointing. They, they made the movie. This is, it's called Contagion. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and WWE is still holding sporting events while people are getting food on the side in Contagion. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big believer in uh, tragic, ironic foreshadowing. Like, not, not that I'm a believer in it, like I'm in favor of it, but I believe that it happens. So I never try to do things. I, I try and think ahead. Um, and think about the the NBA player who touched all the mics and made the jokes 
and they had coronavirus. I feel like WWE being defined about this is just setting up for, for reality to give them the ultimate punchline and kick them in the ass. This is a serious thing. It's not... You Do you know, find... There's definitely a connection, Raj, to uh, Vince moving his investors meeting. Uh, to 5 p.m.? <laughs> After the stock exchange bell will close. And <laughs> they can't take questions afterward because of questions. COVID. Can't take questions because of COVID. So because we can, we can can't take a phone call because of COVID. We can put it on WrestleMania, but we can't hear from the investors. I'm sorry. We're not set up for it. Oh, my God. What was that? Uh, What's the stock doing in after hours trading? I meant, to te- I meant to text you when I got oh that email. My God. <laughs> All right. So uh, did, you heard about this, right? Uh, uh, I've heard, heard the, I heard the, I've heard about the share price today and what happened. So the, the so WWE, they're going to be reporting their uh, Q1 earnings. And they, let me, I, I, this sounds so crazy that I don't want to. Well, the first part of it is normally they do them on Thursdays at 11 a.m. That's, that's been the time for years. And they said, okay, we're going to do I've never been on one that wasn't that. Right. Time. They said, okay, we're going to do it on Thursday later this month in April, but we're going to do it at 5 p.m., which first off to me that, that signaled a couple things. One, the stock exchange closes at 4, so any bad news that you have to report, it's not going to, you know, it's already going to be the, the day of trading will be done. Two, 5 p.m., that's when, like, all the news is hitting. That's that's when your news, that's when your your local news is happening. That's when your nightly news is already in, in, in makeup. Like, so you kind of miss that. You kind of get away from that daily news cycle, right? Because they don't cover stock. Yeah. So that, and then, and then Raj can pick it up here. Then they said, "Oh, and by the way, we're also not going to be taking the normal questions." Which, which you know, normally this would be where you get the questions of like, "Hey, Vince, what about Saudi Arabia? What about WrestleMania being sold off to ESPN and what you're talking about?" Or, "Hey, Vince, why not cancel? Why are you still taping?" And they're not going to have any of that because uh, there would be a risk, apparently. The thing that surprised me, and maybe someone in the chat room can help me out, is why are they doing it on Thursday? I would think they would do it on a Friday at 5, mm. you know, after the close of the market. It, it tempers down over the weekend. But they're doing it on Thursday. So uh, that was the only thing that I was like, why are you still doing it on Thursday? Um, anyway, um, and again, it's not just going down on WWE. I have a problem with AEW doing all this, too. They're not public. Uh, they're not near the size, but you know Jake the Snake talking to him, and the fact that he is basically stuck in a hotel for the next three or four weeks because he went to the last AEW taping shows how fucked up the situation is. Joe Caffaro three ninety nine says maybe Vince is waiting for AEW to shut down first. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily the worst it, thing but... for WWE fans would be for AEW to shut down. In terms of competition, Vince, you know, being on top of his game, uh, keeping talent happy, you know, just the whole the whole nine yards. How do you um, think Vince is? How do you think Vince is feeling? He had to shut down the XFL. I mean, this has been a this we is didn't my talk d- about this, huh? We haven't got into we're not gonna the headlines. We're not going to finish. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened: Tamina came out saying she wants to face <laughs> Bailey for the championship. Uh, <laughs> said you got to beat. Sasha, the boss, the standard, the blueprint, the goat first. So that's going to happen next week. I have a strange attraction right now to Bailey as his heel Bailey. I just want to say that. And then and, 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 and the haircut, <laughs> I have a strange attraction. Go ahead. 
An hour and nine minutes in, Justin gets weird with it, folks. I've been also, waiting. I've been waiting to say it for a while, but we veered off on this. Time. Also, weird that earlier Raj said, "I don't mean to go down on WWE or AEW." It's like that was a weird Freudian slip. Let's not revisit that right now. Or Ryback. Um, uh, <laughs> Sheamus versus Cal Bloom, uh, squash match. Sheamus beat Cal pretty easily, and uh, then Jeff Hardy video. Jeff Hardy video. That was cool. Good seeing they had, that. They had to do everything they could to avoid showing or or even having any commentary in the in the, in the clips. Say Matt Hardy. Yes. Uh, they announced next week we're going to have Dan, Dana Brooke versus Naomi and Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, those are many in the bank qualifier matches. So Dana Brooke's going to wrestle with Carmella in a tag match against the Kabuki Warriors and Solo against Naomi next week. That's interesting. Uh, Mandy Rose is going to clear the air with Sonya Deville, Sasha Banks versus Tamina Snuka, and there'll also be a triple threat. But then the main event, Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, of course, Braun got the win here, but this was a credible match. Uh, Cesaro was out there ringside and uh, tried to interfere, uh, got in the mix. Uh, Braun looked dominant. That's not the real story. The real story is what happened afterwards, the Firefly Funhouse interrupting Braun celebration and Bray appearing on screen uh, clearly is done with John Cena. Said the Fiend finished him off. Now we cannot see him. He was right all along, and he wanted to congratulate Wyatt, but uh, or Wyatt wanted to congratulate Braun, uh, but said that this was a long time coming. He hopes Strowman's learned his lesson. We saw flashes of Strowman in the Wyatt family. Braun wants uh, or Bray wants Braun to uh, apologize to thank him, apologize for turning his back on his family. And uh, Wyatt said he could forgive Strowman, but the puppets disagreed. And uh, Braun said he's not playing his games. So they're setting this up for the feud. Who do you got in this, Justin? Who do you want to see win between Bray and Braun? I mean, I'm so torn here because I've been waiting for three and a half years. It took three and a half years in a pandemic for Braun to get his title. But of course, I love Bray and I love the Fiend you know, dynamic. I, I, I hold out hope that if this is what they're building towards for... Money in the bank or whatever the next pay per view is, I hold out hope that for as long as you're in an empty arena, you're not going to have a fiend in the ring match. You're going to have a cinematic thing because you, the, you fiend, the fiend and Undertaker, you do not want to put those those supernatural characters in an empty arena situation. So, um, I don't know, but I, I mean, I, I'm intrigued by Bray and 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 Braun because of the history. And Braun looked a little tough, just you know, kind of laughing at. Him and, and we went off the air with Braun's music and Bray really pissed off staring him down. So it intrigues me, but I, this is not the time I'd expect to get that feud. Um, but I was intrigued. This made me say, okay, I, I wanted to see SmackDown now because I, I saw this. Who do you got, Raj, between Bray and Braun? Who do you want to see win? First, I don't think Bray should be in that world title picture. I think he's a, a whole different entity, like The Undertaker was for so long. You keep him as a separate attraction, away from the world title picture, and then once you have to, uh, you do it. But I think I see Bray. Braun, they cooled him off greatly. He was only in there. Triple H said that they had this great idea uh, for Braun, or, or, or a unique idea for Braun yeah. taking over Roman Reigns' place, and it was just randomly saying his name really quick. Braun's title reign came as cold as it could be, and it... it, Justin, we've talked about this forever. Braun is a superstar. He should have a real story and a real uh, 
a real path to the title as opposed to just a throwaway mention, you yeah. know, on the SmackDown before. So, but it's so tough. How do you, you know, not, to, I don't want to dive back into what we just all and all the, but yeah. I, I just want to put this up. If you're trying, if again, if, if WWE is going to continue to do shows, we have to accept that. How do you book moving forward? Like, if you if if it turns out that you know until the middle of the fall, the rest of your shows are in this situation, right? Do you burn? You know, like I'm sure they I'm sure they have. I mean, Vince is always a year out. I'm sure he had ideas and plans for SummerSlam in Boston with Gronk and with Cena. And I'm sure there's ideas. Like, do you yeah. still do you still all this? Burn? All this was in the last month. Yeah. Do you still burn those good ideas, knowing that you're in this audible situation? Do you still I, do it? Or I think part of the problem is I don't think Vince sees any of these guys as people that he sees a year from now, like where he's trying to take them. I think he's, you know, everything is short term right now. I mean, you know, mm. none of these WrestleMania matches were planned three months ago. The, uh, let me, uh, let me double check that. That's uh, the only chat of the night i was never given a name someone please send drew gulak to give vince a 280 page powerpoint presentation on why this all is a bad idea if only it were that easy i'm sure be a hell of a setup though uh, for Drew to get interrupted and he'd probably do a match so drew and brock was only planned right before the rumble but none of these were planned out uh before that you're you're seeing the uh, the lack of confidence, the lack of creating new superstars, and you know what? I I love what they're doing with Drew. That's how you create a new superstar. I don't have the faith that they're going to stick through it. It just you just keep seeing it. Yeah, I think Drew's I think Drew's next challenge will be something crazy to be like a returning Jinder Mahal or something. <laughs> that could be good. Uh, they'll, play already... all, they'll, they'll play off their history and Jinder's back in good shape. That'll be like the. I would like it if Jinder wasn't a jobber before they, you know, before they did it. I'd like to, a Rocky movie is not a Rocky, and I know Justin it it, it falls on your ears because you haven't seen a Rocky movie. But when you're building a creed, we'll say creed, right? The Drago when he, Creed is going to fight Drago, it's not like Drago's losing half his fights before they get to the the Creed fight, right? It takes away from it. Yes. You want two badass guys, like the two undefeated guys, or two unstoppable forces meeting up. Jinder's uh, not that guy. So, And, you know, honestly, there's no one really on the Raw side other than Brock. When's Samoa Joe going to be healthy? Samoa oh. Joe is losing all the time, too. But I'm it, just trying to think of who the hell you have to line up against Drew. I know. I mean, they could do Joe, but... They they weren't really protecting him either. I mean, they easily could have him choke him out and and move to that. And it's not Seth, the first time that they've done it. Because Seth lost. They didn't have a guy that lost come up and be. I mean, I don't know. Seth lost to Kevin Owens twice Kevin. at WrestleMania, but they still could. Look, Ryback lost to Mark Henry, right? Everyone knows that Ryback is the best wrestler that has never won. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Ryback, seriously. This is the uh, true case. Ryback lost to Mark Henry, and the next night they put him in a, in a feud with John Cena. So, who knows? So, what news stories time. do we have? What news stories do we have? Well, the XFL shut down. XFL shut down. That's huge. I'm surprised Vince isn't no, trying no. to tape that at the Performance Center. No, this is nuts because 
again, I think, I, I mean, this is going to be some of this is going to be the worst couple months of business for Vince. I mean, he, he had his back up against the wall at the last investors meeting and he, and he tried to rally and say, look, we're going to have a big announcement the next one. And he basically hinted that he's going to sell off Mania, right? Oh, yeah. And now the XF, now the XFL, like, now Raj, correct me if I'm wrong. I saw the, the first story I saw today, and I don't know who broke what, so I, I won't, but the first story I saw was XFL's laid off a lot of its employees, has kept a few essential employees. And I just read that as, okay, makes sense. A lot of companies are having to look furlough employees essentially until they get revenue and business back and then you bring it all back you know xfl season next year from february that's a long ways away but then it's sounding like correct me if i'm wrong that xfl insiders or sources are saying no the league is done done why would it be done done why would you not wait is it a, is it a is it a money thing because vince borrowed all that money to invest in it and he needs the money now for WWE or what is it so there's a so there's a few different theories one is that um that they're just pausing and and completely halting operations until things get back to normal. So they suspended next year, so the 2021 season. So that's out. Um, and wow. Oliver Luck is it, it's not official what his status is, but I'm guessing he's out. And so this is effectively taking. Why? I think because so here's my here's my thought. Of, of what's going on and and we can debate it but i think that um wwe is losing a ton of money right now actually they're not losing a ton of money they're they're losing cash uh business is going down i think vince sees the xfl and doesn't see a winner and he'd rather focus on his core business that that is that needs it Right, because the original XFL was like a five-year plan. You're going to lose money the first two or three years, prove yourself, make some money on year four, year five. Yeah, and I think that this is showing that as weeks went on, it wasn't gaining popularity. It was declining week after week after week. So I think uh, just like, you know, the coronavirus was almost a scapegoat in the fact that now he he sees where it was going. It wasn't. He probably could have made some money off of it, but it wasn't going to be the the game changer that he was thinking it was going to be. So that that's my guess. All right, that makes sense. Some sense. <laughs> some. Um, but what sense could... doesn't it make? Well, I mean, it makes some. It it it's an it's an. I just I don't know. I just felt like just to definitively say like we're not having a season next year. I mean, when we're. 11 months from or 10 months from now. I bet to... you so there's some contractual stuff though in all this that if he wanted <clears> to start it up again, this could be a little maneuvering given their deals with some people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but uh, what else do we got? What are the new stories? Revival finally got released. We haven't talked about the revival yet? No. Raj, where have you been? We have done nothing but talk <laughs> about SmackDown, coronavirus, and I have and I thought and I think that Bailey's haircut's really hot. We have not touched on well <laughs> I wouldn't say it, Justin. Okay, so it's funny that you brought that up tonight because I swear to God, I go out of my way to never try and comment on a uh, women's wrestler or male, re- you know, like I actually come on a male wrestler. Really, I'm just saying, like you finally broke I'm after all to, these years. I'm not sexualizing this whole thing. I'm actually that's then, not true. Then can well, I, since he did, sure. I think <laughs> it's Sasha, your, it's, I it's think your Sasha, show. Sasha is hot as hell. 
I did, you know what I'm thinking about? Remember when I did, and I don't even know why I stopped, but it was when uh, Lana wrestled Charlotte at Money in the Bank all those years ago. And I kept saying, Lana's outfit. Good Lord. All the boys Glenn. that started watching that pod, uh, that that wrestling match became men by the end of it. Glenn, it doesn't it doesn't make you chauvinist or less of a man if, if, if you get a little turned on watching a hot woman on TV. <laughs> now, let me just say. Bailey, I absolutely I a, not. That's ridiculous. Don't be that ashamed. Would say that. Don't be ashamed. You do not need Blue Chew to get excited to watch a Bailey match. What I'm trying to say is, I found something oddly intriguing and about annoying Bailey. The way her and Sasha were delivering that Tamina and No Girl, oh, you're lucky I'm holding her back. The whole thing was just kind of like, I am kind of digging. Soccer mom thinks she's cool as shit. Bailey, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be cool if she drove a minivan in for her entrance while Becky's driving a giant uh, big rig. I'm okay with it. And Raj, to answer your question, no, we, we have not talked about the revival. We have not yeah. talked about Ronda Rousey saying screw the fans. And we have not talked about which WrestleMania night got the better viewership. So we should probably get to that. Yeah, let's get to well, that after, yeah. after we talk about how hot Sasha is. So <laughs> after you. <Okay. laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Um, we'll we'll revival, cut this whole part out, apparently. I'm, I'm not editing shit tonight. This podcast has been on so goddamn long. Um, the first uh, six-hour post-Smackdown podcast. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, there's so much to talk about. Um, okay, so the revival, Matt Morgan said, guys, get that money from WWE. They did not. Uh, WWE has immediately released them. Uh, Ryan Satin saying there is no 90-day clause. Yeah, where WWE said it was immediate. Immediate, immediate release. Immediate. Well, Scott Dawson, his contract was up already this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so AEW, right? So it's it's kind of a smart business move because even still, uh, even they they it's kind of like even still, it's the same as they don't have to pay him now. They don't, they don't have to pay. They don't have to keep paying these guys. So it makes sense. You don't have to keep paying them. Um, AEW's done doing tapings through. Mid-May, yeah. they, they have no tapings. So it may, it, it's kind of a smart move by WWE. If you know you're going to get rid of them anyways, and you know you know where they're going to go, if the place they're going to go can't use them at least until June probably, and you don't want to pay them, and you're losing money as we've documented here, or you know you haven't you lost out on a lot of budget and money you thought you were going to get WrestleMania weekend, it's kind of a smart, it really is a, a smart brew. Agreed. So, yeah, I think they'll get a major pop when they show up at AEW. Hopefully, uh their career oh there's so much business to be done between them and the young bucks i mean it, it, the revival is the epitome of what they, they, they their characters and their style the no the no flips just fits they stand for so much of what the opposite is of what aew is built on their fan base and especially the young bucks so they are the uh if they instantly go to the revival versus the young bucks. I think they're going to do a good pay-per-view buy, you know, it's not like they're going to double or anything. You know, they've been doing a hundred thousand buys. I, you know, maybe 110, uh, maybe a hundred. That's not a ratings move though. The revival don't are not going to move ratings, but that hardcore fan base, they will get them to buy pay-per-view buys. So, yeah. you know, I, they're not, they're not business changers, but no. Yeah. And I, and I know, but the, but they're but they're guys that can fill a spot for the long term. They add to that tag division, and I know Jim Cornette's never going to work for AEW. Obviously, Jim Cornette fits the bill to be a manager for Revival, but Arn Anderson would also fit a bill to be a manager of the Revival. Um, you know that 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 that, the, that that same kind of old school grit that they have the the jackets, the fanny packs that fits very much. I mean, yeah, I mean when they show up there, when and it's inevitable, they will. Um, 
yeah, there's you're right. It's not it's not going to change the world, but it's it's a it's a great acquisition for guys that turn down big money from WWE. Are you stealing my tweet? Because I said, Arn Anderson, the revival, Cody and Wardlow. I mean, not Cody. I'm sorry, MJF and Wardlow. No, it's not the new Wardlow. I'm I manage Wardlow. And no, I don't I don't even do I even follow you, Raj? I don't even know. I'm just talking about it. Baby Maharaja, two bucks, Dawson's better on the mic than Seth Rollins. What's their name gonna be? What do you think they're gonna are they gonna do Shatter Machine? Or sheep ladies. <laughs> maybe I, <not>. <laughs> maybe <laughs> wait, what, what's what's the revival's name gonna be in AEW? Yeah. yeah. I bet you it's I bet you the name's gonna be hashtag FTR and they're gonna find a new Acronym for what FTR is. Okay. Because I think that was one of the things they trademarked. Fuck that raw. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet you they'll be called the like hashtag FTR, but they'll they'll find some new acronym. I think that's smart. Um, it, won't, it won't. It won't be quite as cool as the Voodoo Kin Mafia, but it'll be a cool acronym. Oh my god. There's a pull from the past. Peter Bahi, five bucks, best podcast episode ever. No wrestling talk, just hot chick talk and wrestling news. More of this, please. Have you guys seen Lana and Mandy Rose's latest uh, dances off? Dance offs. No. The no, TikToks. TikToks. It's all the TikToks, Rod. Michael Sachs Jr., two bucks. I think Lacey Evans is hot. There you go, Justin. Um, she is. Raj is there quarantining, watching the TikToks. I'm, I'm trying to do the dance. Oh, so. God. What, what, how come we're not posting a TikTok? Like, Raj, come on. Yeah, a, step I, it up, I'm man. There's a, there's a podcast. I don't episode. know how it works. So, after, uh, what else do we got, news-wise? Uh, what do we have? Uh, which WrestleMania, Glenn, which night do you think did the better viewership? Night one or night two? I'm going to say night two. Wrong! <gasps> according, to, according to Dave Meltzer... Night one to the better viewership. Hmm. Can I okay? Can I shoot on Dave Meltzer here for a second? Oh boy! <laughs> I never have actually because I respect the I respect the hell out of him. I'm the great the greatest lead in tonight. <laughs> Raj and I or uh, Ryback and I were talking. That's that was lead in number one <laughs> so, and lead in number so two. Ryback and I drink. were talking. Can I shoot on Dave Meltzer real quick? I need to say something. Say it. So Dave Meltzer a couple of weeks ago was talking about some all Japan pro wrestling match where two guys were staring at each other for 15 minutes. And he was like, Oh, that's a pro And then he's ripping Randy Gordon and edge for their last man standing match where they're beating the hell out of each other for 30 minutes, 15 minutes in. So he will take two guys staring at each other in Japan for 15 minutes as opposed to two guys, one guy coming out for his first match ever. Out of, you know, what was it, nine years? Yes. His first match out, and he's ripping that guy and that match and talking about how it's Chinese torture and it's he's being tortured. And he's watching two guys staring at each other for 15 minutes, and that's fine. Well, I also think, The bias look, is strong. Well, I also think, look, I mean, I... Dave probably gets the most heat and resistance from WWE and from in the last like 25, 30 years. So there's probably, there probably is a sense of like, I don't want to say bitterness. I mean, the guy obviously is self-sustaining his own business with, with his, with his operation. He's done well for himself, but I'm sure there's like a, I don't think he gets that kind of, you know, he doesn't get, he doesn't, he, he probably does not get the flack that he's gotten from WWE management, rightly or wrongly, uh, 
He probably doesn't get the same thing from AEW or New Japan or Impact or ROH or anybody else. So mm. probably just uh, uh, it's it's more than that. Like it's, the, a couple of weeks ago on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave was like, he was watching an NXT match and he was like, "Oh my god, don't you hate it when they kick out at two and they they sound shocked?" It's like that's a that's every AEW match, right? But he won't say that for AEW. Yeah. But he's saying that for NXT. My it's biggest like, pro- my biggest problem with AEW is I, I hate the lack of like I always note this on Wednesday nights like the lack of enforcing of ten counts the ref the ref be, the ref being buried the ref being distracted for like ninety seconds like that's that stuff really bothers me hundred percent I I mean I have the same criticism but I'm equally critical you know critical but Meltzer will say that criticism for NXT but not AEW and when he's talking about like. Uh, at WrestleMania with the Gronk thing, when there was eleven guys jumping at him, you know, when at the AEW TV tapings, when they're all at ringside, it's like, eh, oh, we, they shouldn't do that. Like it's very toned down. The so I, just go- I just googled, so I guess this year, Mel- Dave will be if, if Wikipedia's right, Dave will be sixty-one. Like that's right. Um, I love Dave. This isn't uh... well. Like I want. Like I mean. I mean. No matter what you think of Dave, and I agree with all, with the criticism, Raj. There or the points. Like I mean. But I mean, Dave has been a big. I mean, Dave has shaped oh, wrestling sure. media and internet. Like I'm curious. Like I mean, he's 61, so hopefully he's not going anywhere anytime soon. But like, I, I wonder. Like when he's done. Like what? Like if he ever says, "Okay, I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm hanging up. I made good money." Like I, I'm curious. Like what? You know, I don't know. I'm curious how what what happens if there's a. That that newsletter's been so, for good or bad, been a, such a part of the business. You know, after the aftermags, it was the Meltzer, it was the Observer newsletter. You know, I'm just curious. It is. Uh, it's what I grew up with, and you know what else I grew up with? Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling Illustrated, and mm-hmm. Stu Sachs, the managing editor, editor of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I have a big interview with him on uh, Wrestling Inc. Daily uh, this past week, so. Check it out. It's about forty-five minutes. We went. So, hey, what happened with UFC and uh, their plan to broadcast from an island? Well, Dana White. So, so when I got into MMA, doing Fightline, I used to think that Dana White was one of those guys that was more honest than most. He had to lie when he had to lie, and you know, as a promoter, but he is a total dirty piece of shit. Honestly, in my opinion, and um, you know, to <laughs> try to find scapegoats and these as little of a path possible to put on these fights and and Rose Namagunyas lost two people, lost two people in our family, pulled out of the co-main event. Dana White didn't come out and say why. I just think it's dirty. I, I, yeah. I think the whole thing is dirty. I think AEW, WWE, putting on shows, UFC, it's just a shitty... It's just one of the low-life signs of the times. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's weird for somebody to look at everything that's going on right now at a time we're seeing unprecedented togetherness. And even people like Elon Musk, who were like exceptionally shitty about this early on, uh, turning a quarter in the sp- uh, spirit of unity and helping to see people try and uh, flagrantly try and get around the rules 
Like, I mean, what do they say? You know, a crisis uh, really shows people's true colors. And um, I think with Dana White, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's both with him and Vince. This is not a good look. And uh, look, I mean, but also not their first crack at being a shitbag. Like if you, you know, and we've said this before, it's it's not like, I mean, doesn't this with uh, with Vince, uh, even with Dana, like we're still paying attention to this stuff. We've accepted a certain level of just debaggery, but it's just they somehow find a way to keep disappointing us with the new low. Justin? <laughs> In other news, uh, <laughs> it also should be known that Ronda Rousey, I think it's <laughs> Ronda Rousey has said that she is not coming back full time because of those ungrateful fucking fans. All right. Bit of a so, bit of a so bit of a bit of a work, but I think it's it's fun to read. So we so I will say as a website owner, we have taken a big hit in Q2 with all the advertising revenue. But I don't give a fuck if if it's wrestling shows being canceled for the sake of performers and the health. So be it, you know. Every, people are suffering way worse than. Oh yeah, Bra- Raj, you're in my hardships. Are are not stuff people should. I mean, should even is not even worth people's sympathy right now compared to right. some of the people out there that are really struggling, Absolutely. not only with life or death, but just with uh, their ability to survive. Like uh, we we are both very fortunate, privileged, I believe some would say, uh, to have the problems that we have. We need to be business owners united to do whatever we can to curb this thing, whatever it may be, whatever sacrifices. And by sneaking by and being like, oh, we're going to have these guys, you know, shirtless wrestling, they're spreading all sorts of germs. I mean, you know, it's going to happen where. This shit's this shit's gonna catch up to him, and it's not gonna be pretty. But we're in a yeah. we're in, we're in a pandemic, and uh, and this is how certain companies are operating, and it's yeah shows you who they really are in all this. And uh, Justin, I know you know uh, you've been affected obviously mm-hmm. by this, but at the same yeah. time, it's like here we are, we're all able to watch these shows week in and week out. We're able to podcast about it, come on here, spend time with this community. There's a lot of people in really terrible situations right now. And I just don't know why any company would be doing things to jeopardize their employees or make things worse. And this isn't unique. It's not like uh, Dana White and Vince McMahon are the two dirt bags and all of this. They're like, Oh, screw what people are saying. We're going to turn a buck. There are lots of companies out there. that are acting shitty. It just feels weird that this is like, Especially with Vince, like this is this is what we cover. Well, this is what the Jason because well, of greedy fucks. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, companies companies might be doing shady things, but they're doing it behind the scenes in a boardroom. Vince is doing it out in the open on television three times a week. I know what he's not doing. Vince you don't has think he's been way gonna... better than yeah. Dana White on this? But yeah, I would love for Vince and Dana to go in on on that secret island and just you know, <laughs> that would, you know I said that should be money in the bank. Drop be, all the wrestlers on the secret island like the Hunger Games. That would be yeah, epic. You know, we made a we made a Nathan Jones reference on Wednesday night. What was that movie with Steve Austin and Nathan Jones the when condemned. they're all on the island? The condemned. We can have the condemned UFC WWE style. You know, God, but, no, six feet apart and, 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 the whole time. And, 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 
And if the island <laughs> if the island is in the same hemisphere as Japan, Meltzer might give it five stars. <laughs> well, let me uh... you put Japanese wrestlers in. It's it's a five star <laughs> match at least. I mean, but let me if they kick out at yeah. two constantly, then six. If if Dana White or Vince McMahon said we're going to get an island, and you know what? If you can do this, we're going to bring you to this island and your family. We're going to put you up here for a month or six weeks. We're going to take care of all your expenses. It's going to be fine, and we're going to shoot some content. I would say, okay, well, that's a clever way to do something in the safest manner possible. But I think that just by looking like you know, like this thing that Vince is going to give everyone a letter saying you're an essential part of the media. Like, just come on, dude. It's like, go, you're either on the side of the people or you're, you're against them at this point. I just think this is really, really shady. I don't know. It's crazy. Raj, uh, not how Raj was thought he was going to be spending his Friday night. You want to shoot cowboy? I don't know, man. I mean, I, and I'm torn about this. What should we do, Rod? Should we be should we be watching and covering this stuff? I mean, it's other people are going to if we're not. Glenn, I mean, Glenn, yeah, we Glenn, want to keep doing Glenn, this podcast. Glenn, you asked earlier, like, are we are we aiding this problem? Vince is not continuing to do Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. He's like, well, goddamn it, the uh, wrestling guys are still reviewing us, so we got to keep going. If people stop watching, <laughs> it's it, not happening that way. Reading about it. If people stop giving them attention, I guarantee you they would stop doing it if there was enough. Look, we got the freaking Fabulous Moolah Battle Royale renamed because enough people freaked out and emailed Snickers. I guarantee you. If people saying we, I wasn't part of that. I, don't okay, I actually but I'm do saying, think that was a mistake. Yeah. No. Well, uh, you know what? I do think that if, if we have a – if we're – Speaking what's right, and uh, and no one else is, you know, get get it out there. Why not? You know, I I do think. You know what I do think. You know, Dave Meltzer is one of the guys I do listen to, but I do think he is underplaying WWE playing. You know, doing these shows right now because AEW is. I think he's going after UFC hard. He's not going after WWE and AEW because. He has a bias towards AEW. Hmm. And if AEW wasn't doing it, he'd be ripping WWE to shreds for doing shows right now. So, and I'm a huge Meltzer fan. I'm, I've been following him forever, but. Well, and just like we talked about with this, it's not today's benefit if wrestling shuts down. No. Yeah. And that that's why, in a way, we're working against our own self-interest. Man, a little bit here. He rips WWE to shreds for any little thing, you know. I'll be honest; I'm not subscribed to him. I only what I I only ever know what I read based upon transcripts that we aggregate. I don't I don't listen to him, so I don't know. But I, but I, I get the whole. Mm. I certainly believe that he. Uh, well, like I know, said, when he rips the NXT match bias. for them to kick out at two. And act shocked when that is every AEW match that has ever happened. Well, anyway, I don't know. I'm going to keep doing this podcast regardless. I would do this podcast even if wrestling's not going on because I enjoy interacting with our chat room and hanging out uh, with uh, our listeners and viewers. But there, there is something to be said for where you know, or are we even as viewers? Forget podcasters. As viewers, we are aiding and abetting in this risk to wrestler safety. Well, it is something to think about. Yeah, we're, I think we're uh, we're fans, you know. Well, it's been a Friday night of a, of a so-so SmackDown. How's the viewership been tonight? Has this been worthwhile? 
Yeah. That's actually, actually it's pretty good for a Friday. Raj, you I should uh... all I see all I see is your two smiling faces. I don't see anything else. So what's actually, I don't see all these data all this data. Right now, right now the live viewership's pretty good. Yeah, especially for uh Friday night, especially for an hour and forty one minutes. Jesus good perhaps Lord. our longest Friday night podcast. Right, let's get ever. these last questions. Wait until wait till to... wait till Matt sees this podcast. Oh, He's gonna be so mad that he watches this podcast. Judge Wahali Barwani, five dollars Canadian. The Rock Austin Cena Miz, Heenan Heyman, and Jericho should all learn from Raj how to cut a promo. That was some good shit, Vince Puppet. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, Raj, can we negotiate a, a percentage of the uh, super chats, please? <laughs> yeah. If you want to take a percentage of the profits, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, between the Canadian, between the between the Euro, between the yen yeah. that come in. I'll give you I'll I mean, give you thirty cents if you want to renegotiate. I mean, come on. Like there's 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 three of us. Can I get thirty three percent of that? Random question from Ross McLean, four ninety nine, four ninety nine pounds. Raj, that's like ten dollars American. Random question: What is your guys' favorite film featuring a wrestler? For me, it's They Live with Piper. P.S. Thunderlips Mania doesn't count. Ooh. I have to say, They Live is pretty uh pretty badass. I think it's Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. Oh yeah, actually, ooh, let me say this: Andre the Giant's so good in Princess Bride, I don't even think of that as a wrestler in a oh. film. Hmm. So perhaps you're onto something there. I think that's universal. Uh, we're not counting The Rock because my girls love The Rock and everything. Jumanji, Moana, so, yeah, Fast Five, the best mm. of the Fast. The and Rock Fury is stuff. The Rock is beyond beyond everything. So if we are talking beyond The Rock, is Andre the Giant? Yeah, no, I think that's solid. Justin, I have one. Oh. The Condemned. The no first marine barred. film, Zeus. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, wrestler in a movie. I don't know. Zeus was good in uh, Friday. Oh, I don't know. I don't really have one that sticks out. I mean, I guess yeah, I remember. I mean, I remember the Hulk Hogan ones. I don't know, but I just. What was know, the last Hulk Hogan movie you saw? The last Hulk. <laughs> the last Hulk was, was it? Was it Mr. Nanny? <laughs> no. What's the last? Was it, what, Santa what, with muscles. Oh, here's one. I love uh, a very young Big Show in Jingle All the Way. I'm oh. going to deck your oh, halls, you bub. I love you know, it. He wasn't in Jingle All the Way. You're thinking of... Uh, it was Adam Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Billy Madison. No, no, Waterboy is what it was. I don't know. Right. Oh, no. Best wrestlers in films. No, I'm you froze greatly. I don't know. You froze. You froze, too. We, Big Show we'll was in Waterboy. Was also... Big Show was in Waterboy. Oh as... no! Wait a second. As... No, Batista and Guardians of the Galaxy, hands down. Yeah. Using the Andre rule, right. like playing a legit by the way, role. Big Show was Captain Insano in Waterboy, but he was a Santa Claus and Jingle All the Way, and he got in a fight with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Torbenell, two euros. You're great. Keep it up. Much love from Germany. Thank, Thank you, you Torben. Hope all is. Uh, What's what, what? What is what is a third of that German currency for me? <laughs> Three dollars. These are hard times. I need to add. This is hard times, Daddy. I need to add up my super chat. Is it? Is it hard times? Hard, hard times, baby. HJZ Buck ninety nine. What do y'all think about the main event? Oh, uh, yeah. Did that, is that on Netflix yet? Because I'm gonna watch the hell out of that. Oh, shit. Well, I thought they were talking about the main event, like Friday night's main event. Hogan versus Andre. uh, They're talking about the movie. Twin Towers versus Mega Powers, but apparently, no. 
I'm going to watch that. Uh, Gemincito Gomez, 499. Random question. If Ronda Becky happens at Survivor Series, oh, if it would have happened, she would have 100% lost, right? Yeah, I guess Becky would have lost that match. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, it was one of those karma things. Let me ask you guys this. Did you guys think like John Cena looked like a piece of shit after the Firefly Funhouse? I love that segment, but it didn't make him look bad. Right? Mm-hmm. Like as a character, as a person, everything. I no other legend, Hulk Hogan, uh The Rock, Stone Cold, they wouldn't have done that where they're talking about being overrated and then being planted at a WrestleMania. That's why it was just... So brilliant. It was that's why it was so good because I think only John Cena has uh, the humility to do that. I mean, because I think the other guys are too ego-driven and would never have consented. But it makes them look bad, doesn't it? Uh, but I think you have to respect that he was in on it, though. It's like... like it's because, kind of, he, because he did that, it adds to the respect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was kind, part of it's kind of like a roast, right? And you know that if, if somebody does a roast, they have a good sense of humor. But especially if you hear later that, like, oh, those meanest roast jokes, the person actually came up with them themselves, gave them. Like, I think for John, this makes me respect him more, that he came back to do that and put Bray over uh, in such a creative way. I thought it was great. Yeah. I think it's seen as, uh, yeah, I, I respect him so much more because of that. And uh, his acting is normally hit or miss. But I thought that that was a very, very, very effective use of John Cena. All right. Uh, what else we got, Roger? Anyone else? Any other wrestling <laughs> journalists you want to take shots at tonight? <laughs> we gotta go. My cup, my cup's empty, so let me you go. Hear about that, Justin Bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Monday night, today's Friday. There's no wrestling this weekend. We're going to be back here Monday night. Thank me, God. Me, Matt Morgan, and maybe Babyface Raj. Or maybe Heel Raj. Who knows? Which or, he, know or, he, or he could text me and it'll be me Monday night. <laughs> but hey, you yeah, want to do I can't watch, man, I can't watch this empty wrestling. I hate it. I hate <laughs> wrestling right now. I can't watch it. It's boring <laughs> as fuck to me. You, you just want me to put it up? <laughs> do you just want me to put it? Do you just want I, me to put it on my calendar? It's unwatchable. Do you, want me, do you want me to put it on my calendar now that I'm doing Raw's? Yes, podcast? please take over. I can't watch it. It's oh, so unexciting, fine. boring it's fine. shit. Raj, I'd be happy to. Please. What percentage? You. What percentage of the super check can I get? <laughs> Two. <laughs> two points. Two points. On the- I'll, to, I'll, I'll raise it to two. I'm point trying three. to negotiate in front of the public so that way I have you memorized. <laughs> Wait, never gross. I can't watch this wrestling. I hate it. I hate this wrestling right now. So yes, Justin, please, <laughs> if you can. I don't, I don't know. I'd if I love it. This. We'll see. I can't watch it. We'll see how negotiations go over the next three days. It's so boring. So when's Ryback coming on this podcast? A week from Monday. Do we want to tie it into Raw or do we want to do a separate? Yeah, it's a, well, it's tied into Raw, but. Uh, he's he's available any time available anytime so raj say the alphabet backwards Never mind. <laughs> i can't either on I, that I, note i can never sober do it. i couldn't say it I, exactly i can never do it which i feel which i feel <laughs> like i'm being set up for hey, a loss it, if it's learn to memorize it you just memorize it. it when you're sober z y x why would you why would you why would you t S R Q P O N M L K. You can figure it out. You don't look sober doing it. 
I can do right now a hundred <laughs> backwards to one. That's no problem. But the yeah. alphabet is not. I, I sing right. the alphabet song with my with my yeah, kids. You have to think it's about not, each one. You're keep. You go back. You're it's like not, A B C D A B. It's like Z. ABC. Not meant to be. 100, 100, 99, 98, 97, 96, 95, 94, 93, 92, 91, 90, 89. I can go all the way that way. That's fine. Okay, folks. I'm going to go watch the main event on Netflix, probably. Uh, maybe I'll have a glass of wine. I feel like I'm missing out. I know. I didn't think you drank, Glenn. Uh, occasionally. Uh, occasionally. There's a Glenn, reason why. There's a ask, reason why. Can I give you a suggestion? Yes. Please sign off this podcast. Go pour yourself a knife. A nice stiff uh, glass of wine. Uh, watch a Bailey or Sasha match. Don't take a blue chew. Appreciate it the way we do, and move on. Absolutely. I'm not saying they're not attractive. Some, I'm just some saying. positive reviews here. Yes. Uh, look Springer. for look for Justin's roundup for the best butts of female wrestlers coming soon. <laughs> I never mentioned her butt once. That is all on you. <laughs> no. I said her haircut, not her butt. Yeah, why don't you do the best hair, the most attractive haircuts of female wrestlers? You can rank them. All right. Yes. Uh, oh, Jesus. With the super chats, you guys. Uh, Johnny Beswick, five bucks for a face rush. Let's do a pause for the blueprint. Make well, it a, happen. That's a, that's a dollar. That, that's a dollar <laughs> 30 for me, Johnny. Thank you very much. Uh, Jim and Sinto Gomez, buck 99. We need more Raj on the SmackDown podcast. Seriously, Raj. Uh, Keeping it loose on I Friday. I can't watch these shows. They're so boring to me. <laughs> I can't do it. You didn't yeah. watch and you came on and you added so much to the box. So much. <laughs> I this can't I, I don't like empty arena wrestling. And it's not a WWE thing. I can't watch AEW either right now. Okay. So on that note, he is at Rajgiri underscore 303. Keep the tweets coming and let him know how much you love tonight. Give it up for Rajgiri, the man who makes this all possible. The man who uh, made a Friday night, you know, in, in my people's culture, we say, why is this night different than uh, every other night? And tonight, well, because we got uh, Heel Raj making an appearance. Uh, <laughs> he is at Justin Labar. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein, where I'd appreciate a follow. We'll be back here Monday. Me, Matt Morgan, and Justin. Let's let's just let's just call it out there. It's going to be Ooh. Justin. Uh, I'm going to go uh, <laughs> figure out how to play the game Spades this weekend. Please. And uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.